I have a text line where I send out a free daily motivation text to everyone in my community every morning. If you want to get that text, text me at this number right now, 305-384-6894, 305-384-6894, straight to your phone, free, everyday, daily motivation. Send me a text right now. If you want things to change and you believe things need to happen a certain way, you got to be the leader who steps up and goes first. Work on your game. 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 Approaching the game aggressively with that aggression, with that confidence to dominate a game. Dre Baldwin, DreAllDay.com. Work on your game. My next live event called Work On Your Game Live will be taking place January 21st and 22nd, Miami, Florida. The two-day event will be covering leadership on day one, communication on day two. But let me tell you what's more important than even the material I'm going to give you on those two days, because you already listened to my show. You've read my books. You already know about me. You know I'm 100% substance all the time. No fluff, no garbage. But what's even more important than what you're going to get from me at that Work On Your Game Live are the people that you're going to meet. I get people coming to me all the time asking, Dre, I need better quality prospects. I need to build a network. I need to make connections. I want to have better and higher quality relationships. How does that happen then? It does not happen through your phone. It doesn't happen through social media. It doesn't happen on Facebook. It doesn't go down in the DM. You need to meet people face to face, person to person, eye to eye, look people in their faces and shake hands where you are physically in the same space as them. That's where real relationships get built. And you ask anyone you know who is very successful or a person you know who makes a lot of money, whatever you consider to be a lot, I guarantee you they have a whole lot of in-person, real-life relationships. Doesn't mean they don't use the phone or computer, but those relationships get built and the real money gets made when face-to-face interactions and handshakes occur. If you want to be one of those people and you're ready to step up to that next level, you need to go to where the relationships and the connections are at. And the next place they're going to be at is in Miami, January 21st, 22nd, and work on your game live. Go to workonyourgame.live to get all details, register your seat, and I'll see you in Miami. That's workonyourgame.live. All my coaching programs are now open at workonyourgameuniversity.com. We have the self-directed learning where you can get access to 37 plus courses. That's over 2,800 lessons that I have created over the years. You can take them at your own pace and you get lifetime access to all of them. That's one level. The next level is the group coaching programs. I have the Bulletproof Mindset program and the branding and business program where you get live Zoom calls with me where I do a training and an open Q&A and you get the community access, member only community where you can make those connections and build relationships with other people who are on the same journey as you and are like minded individuals that are just as serious as you are about working on your game third level is the third day mastermind. That is the only place that I offer one-on-one coaching that is for higher level professionals and entrepreneurs who want the personalized direct attention straight from me, not part of a group or working with me one-on-one. All three levels, you can get access, you can get all details and you can get started by going to workonyourgameuniversity.com. That's workonyourgameuniversity.com. You are now tuned in to the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you've expected to achieve has yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative. What is that? That is the go-getter energy that moves all of us, including yourself, to go make things happen instead of wait for things to happen. Then we put all this together into a series of principles, strategies, philosophies, mindsets, approaches. And 
books, a whole bunch of books. You see them right there over my shoulder. And this daily masterclass all under one umbrella that is called Work On Your Game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic, change. You know that change thing that a lot of people are talking about? People are talking about the fight for change, the movement for change, all of this change stuff. Change begins and ends with you. That's the topic here today. Not everybody else, with you. Now, before we get into this, let me tell everybody that I have a text message line where I want you to text me and get my daily motivation text that I send out every single day to everyone in my texting community. Just send me a text at this number, 305-384-6894. Not only will you get the daily motivation by texting me there, you'll also be able to engage with me because I spend time every day going through my text message and responding to people, answering questions, engaging, and things like that. So if you want to text with me, that's the number 305-384-6894. It's also noted down below in the show notes. Now, today, this topic, Change Begins and Ends With You, we hear a lot these days about organizations making statements about change and people who have you know, certain levels of influence talking about change and the movement for change and the fight for change. Everybody's talking about change, right? This and that, just this thing changed, that thing changed, fighting for change, movements for change, kneeling for change. All of this is choreographed performance art. Now, how many of these people or organizations really want change? In my estimation, and by the way that I'm going to lay things out here today, you'll be able to see this as well. The answer is close to none of them. Virtually none of them actually want change. Because today we're going to talk the Michael Jackson version of change. As stated in his song, The Man in the Mirror, all the change begins with you. Any change that you really want to happen, you must be the leader who steps out and says, okay, here's the change that I'm going to make, whether you announce it or you just do it. And then everybody else can follow your lead on the change that you set forth. But if you're not out there leading the change by actually changing yourself, then you are unqualified to tell anyone else or any, you know, tell the world that change needs to happen, but you're not doing any change. Our right, change needs to happen, but I'm going to stay the same. I'm going to keep doing everything I've been doing, but everything else needs to change. This needs to change. That needs to change. You're pointing your finger out the window at all the change that needs to happen, but you're never looking in the mirror at what kind of change needs to occur. And this is what a lot of people are doing. This is why I'm calling it choreographed performance art, because everybody's talking about what change needs to happen, except they're not looking at themselves. And I talked about this in episode 1153, the mirror and the window was a conversation about leadership. Leaders look in the mirror while followers and sheep and performers look out the window and they talk about what everybody else needs to do. Yet they're not doing any of it themselves. Let's get into it. Point number one topic again, change begins and ends with you. Anytime you want change, you're serious about it. You go first. Simple as that. If you want change, you go first. There was. Years ago, this had to be about what year was this? Maybe 1998, 1999. Any of you who's a baseball fan or a sports overall sports fan, you probably remember in the late 90s, if you were alive at this time, there was this big home run battle happening in baseball. And there were two guys hitting most of the home runs at this point in this time period. It was a guy named Mark McGuire. He was playing for the St. Louis Cardinals and a guy named Sammy Sosa. He was playing for the Chicago Cubs. And they're both hitting all these home runs. They're both on pace at this point during this baseball season to break the, it was a Roger Maris's record for home runs in the season. The record was at the time, it was 61 home runs in a season. Both of these guys ended up over the course of that year, breaking the record. So this became this big thing. 
these two guys were like the story of all sports. They were the biggest thing happening in sports in this year. This is maybe this is either the summer of 98. It might have been summer of 1998, I think. But somebody can check that. But it doesn't matter. The story still applies. Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire hitting all these home runs. They're on the cover of Sports Illustrated multiple times. They're getting honored. You know, every time they come up to bat during a baseball game, TV networks are switching from whatever their programming was and just going showing that one at bat and then going to going back to the TV show that was on. It was that big of a deal. Everybody's like, when did, how many home runs are both of these guys going to hit? And I remember that during this period, or at least a little bit, it was either during this period or maybe shortly after this period. It was actually shortly after because everybody's drinking a cool weight of how many home runs these guys are hitting. But shortly after that, news started to get out. There started to be some whispers, some rumors that some major league baseball players might be juicing is what they were calling it at the time, which was, in other words, they were taking what we now call performance enhancing drugs to enhance their performance. That, so they were kind of cheating and that was against the rules. So they were cheating to be playing as well as they were in baseball. Now, as the story started to get around, at the time, again, this is 19, this is late 90s, this is happening and going into the early 2000s. So this is when journalism still was journalism, even in the sports world. Some sports journalists and baseball writers would, they would still go to the games and talk to the players. And some of these journalists and writers would talk about this. They would talk about, well, hey, maybe some of these players might be juicy. Maybe all those home runs they were hitting were not you know, naturally achieved. And they would question the players about it. And I remember when it started to become a thing that now players could possibly be tested for you know, steroids or performance-enhancing drugs and all of that. And one particular reporter, I don't remember exactly who this was, but I do remember the player that he approached. I'm pretty sure it was Sammy Sosa. And Sosa was playing for the Chicago Cubs. And this reporter approached Sammy Sosa and he was asking him about the steroid testing. Like, hey, no, there's rumors out there that some players are taking steroids. The journalist did not accuse Sammy Sosa of taking steroids because he didn't have any proof to make that accusation. But he said, you know, there's some whispers out there that some players might be taking steroids. How do you feel about it? You know, what do you say about these accusations? It's hurting the, you know, the purity of the game and all this stuff. And Sammy Sosa was very indignant about it. And he said, listen, if he said, I'm pure, you know, I you know work my butt off to be as good as I am. You know, nobody can accuse me of anything. And if there ever is steroid testing, and this is the crux of the story, if there ever is steroid testing, I will be the first person in line to be tested. That's what he said. If there's ever steroid testing, I'll be the first one in line. So he was really doubling down on this whole thing that everything he did was pure and natural. So this journalist who asked him that question when he said that, here's how the journalist flipped the script on him. Journalist pulled out a steroid test. I believe it was a piss cup for Sammy Sosa and said, okay, Sammy. You would be the first one in line? Okay. Take the steroid test right now. And Sammy Sosa got very indignant. He got angry at the journalist. And if I remember the story correctly, he just got really angry at this guy, yelled at the guy, berated him, you know, probably either cussed him out or came close to cussing him out for you know, putting him on the spot like that, even though Sammy Sosa just said out of his mouth, I'll be the first one to take the steroid test if there's a steroid test. And the long story short, for those of you who don't know, hopefully I'm not I'm not uh, blowing the, the ending for any of you who don't know what ended up happening here. Both Sammy and Mark McGuire ended up in the long run admitting to taking performance enhancing drugs during that summer when they were hitting all those home runs. Now, the whole point of me telling you that story is this. If you want things to change and you believe things need to happen a certain way, you got to be the leader who steps up and goes first. This is the essence of leadership. You set the example to show everyone else what needs to happen. The key word is you show them, you don't tell them. 
If you look around today at everyone who's preaching about change, and there are a lot of people preaching about change, you wouldn't have to look far to find them. Notice something. They're always telling you what needs to happen. They're not actually showing you because they're not actually doing it. Everything that they're talking about when it comes to change is about what someone or something else needs to do. It's never about what they personally need to do. They might give lip service to what they need to do, but they're not actually doing any of it. Because again, it's all lip service. Like I said, they're just talking about it, but they're not actually doing anything. True leaders don't need to give speeches. I'll repeat, true leaders do not need to give speeches. Doesn't mean they won't give a speech. Doesn't mean they're against giving a speech. Doesn't mean they will never be asked to give a speech. But true leaders don't need to give a speech. And there's a difference. True leaders act and they let other people follow their lead because they're going first. That's how change actually happens. Point number two, today's topic, once again, is change begins and ends with you. If everyone and everything else needs to change while you remain the same, then no change will actually occur, especially if you're the one who's out there talking about change. But all the changes outside of you, every, all the changes in externality, no change is actually going to happen. This is what we call grandstanding. This is when you're talking big about what everyone else should do, but you personally will not do any of the heavy lifting. All right. This person needs to do this. This organization needs to do that. This group needs to do this. All these things need to be different. But none of the change that you're talking about requires you doing anything different than from what you've been doing up to this point. There will be no change at that point. You're doing all this big talking, but you're not doing any of the heavy lifting yourself. Now, you can come up with your own examples of people doing this, I'm sure. There's plenty of it going around. Us human beings, especially these days, because all day we're being inundated with messages from other people. So we get, we're getting really good at this. We're getting really trained and we have a very sharp eye for it. We have a sixth sense, all of us these days, for unconsciously noticing when someone is saying something and doing it versus when they're only saying it but not doing it. Even if we don't point it out. Even if we don't consciously think about it, we can unconsciously notice, all right, this person's talking all this shit and not doing any of the stuff that they're talking about. Any of you notice that with anybody? Next time you see it in somebody, you, don't, you won't have to look far. Think about it. Be conscious about it next time you notice. it. Nobody gets in line to follow somebody who's talking about what needs to be done, but they're not actually doing it. Nobody follows a person who's just talking. But when you're actually taking action, now you open the possibility that some might, someone might join you and actually follow what you're doing. When you take action, action can be followed. Words cannot be followed. I'll repeat, action can be followed. Words cannot be followed. The first follower is actually, it is actually a TEDx talk by this guy named Derek Sivers. Good guy. I've exchanged emails with Derek. Never met him in person, but I've exchanged emails with him. And he has a TED presentation called The First Follower. And if you look this up on YouTube, it's not even a long presentation. I think this one that he did, I think it's like a three minute video. It's not just him standing on the stage talking. It's you hear his voice doing a voiceover. But what you're actually watching is these people outside. At like, it looks like a um, music festival. And there's all these people sitting outside on the lawn, a whole bunch of people. And one person just runs to an empty space and they start doing all this wild dancing. And they're just wildly dancing by themselves. And then somebody else comes and runs over and they start dancing with them. And then before you know it, within like 90 seconds, all these people are just running over there and everybody's just dancing in this big mosh pit. And Derek Sivers is explaining in the background as this is going on, he's explaining that the first mover was not actually the person that got everybody going. It was actually the first follower because the first mover was just there by themselves. But when the first follower showed up, the first person that said, all right, I'm going to do what you're doing. Then everybody else went and followed behind them. But the first follower can't 
even show up until someone actually moves. So the leader goes first and then the first follower shows everybody else, okay, here's how you follow. Let's go do the same thing. Nobody can follow if there's no action being taken in the first place. So look that TED Talk up. Again, it's called The First Follower by Derek Sivers, S-I-V-E-R-S. Look it up and you will be enlightened. Point number three, today's topic, once again, is change begins and ends with you. Number three, give as ye wish to receive. I mean, this is a simple one. I think this is in you know, whatever religion you claim, even if you claim none, this is in every religious text. Everyone agrees with it because it is basically the law of karma, just condensed down into a few words that what you give is what you get. I have not met anyone who disagrees with this principle. If you want someone to change, here's what you do. Let's say you come, you're with a person and you really need them to make some changes and it, they really need to change. It's, it's not, you don't think you're doing anything wrong and maybe you're 100% correct and they really need to make change. How do you make it happen after everything you just heard me preach to you about how you have to go first and make change? You want someone else to change. Offer them a quid pro quo. That means you do something, I do something. All right. It's just an even exchange. You let them know that you will make a certain change in exchange for them making a certain change. I mean, it's simple enough, right? You do this, I'll do this. Or look, I need you to do this thing. And then just ask them, even if you don't have an idea for yourself, you don't have an idea that you can supply, let them supply the idea. Say, look, this is the thing that I need you to do. What do you need me to do? Now, depending on the type of person that you're dealing with, if you're reasonable enough in what you're asking them, they may say, you know what? That's reasonable. I respect that. I will make that change. And you know what? I don't need you to do anything. I don't need you to make any change. You're right. That is something that can change. I will change that. I don't need you to do anything. I appreciate and respect you for bringing it up. Often you're going to get that kind of response, depending on what type of people you associate with. Now, you might get someone that you associate with who might push back maybe a little bit and they might say, OK, well, if I make that change, I need you to do this. Right? As long as you're willing to do it, at least even if you're not willing to do the thing that they ask you, at least now you've opened the door to a dialogue, you've opened the door to a conversation. Worst case, you may have to make a concession in order to get them to make a concession. Even if you think you're perfect, this is a better strategy than just going up to somebody else and telling them what they need to do instead of you offering to meet them halfway. Uh, this is just the law of reciprocity. All right. And again, this is a law. This is not a just an, an idea or an opinion. It's a law that when you do something for another person, that person is chemically wired to want to do something in exchange for you. This is the way that it works in life. So when you ask another person to do something for you, the easiest way to get them to agree is for you to offer to do something for them, even if they turn it down and say, I don't need you to do anything for me. I don't want you to do anything for me, but I will do the thing that you ask. The fact that you offered to do something for them will make it much easier for them to accept that you asked them to do something for you. Again, this is the law of reciprocity. You can violate it if you wish, but you're going to fail. So don't say that nobody ever told you. And remember that you're in a results-based business. In the end, what matters is not, this is not a being right-based business. It's not proving yourself correct-based business. It is not being the moral arbiter of other people-based business. It is a results-based business. So if getting the result means you making a concession with another person to get them to do what you need them to do, then you probably need to do that so you can get the result. Because at the end of everything, what matters is who produced the result and who didn't. That's what you're going to be judging on. Does not approve yourself right world that we're in, even though many people might have you thinking that it is. The easiest way to get something from another person is just give them something. It is simple enough, right? 
you've probably been doing that and didn't even realize that you were following a principle, but that is a principle for success. So if you've been using it, keep using it. Let's recap today's class, which is change begins and ends with you. Today we hear organizations, people all talking about change, all kinds of change. All of it is choreographed. All of it's just performance. All right. And I don't mean the good kind of performance. They're just putting on a show to make you think they're about something that they're not actually about. And I'm going to tell you today a very simple framework for understanding who's really about what they're talking and who's not. And we're going to use the Michael Jackson version of change as stated in his song, Man in the Mirror. Change begins with you, the man in the mirror. Number one, anytime you want change, you go first. This is the essence of leadership. You set the example and show people what needs to happen. You show them, you do not tell them. Do not believe anyone. No one will follow a person who's talking about change, but they're not actually doing anything themselves. People can't follow you if you won't lead. Number two, if everyone and everything else around you needs to change while you choose to remain the same or you get the privilege of remaining the same, no change will actually occur because it's impossible for anybody to follow you. Human beings have a sixth sense for unconsciously noticing when someone is talking but not doing. No one can follow if you are not leading. And the only way you can lead is by taking action. Leading is not giving speeches. It is not talking about what you need to do. It's not fiery rhetoric. Even though some leaders may have those things, what makes them actually a leader are the actions that they take, not the words that they speak. And a lot of people get that confused. They think the words are what makes a person a leader. Absolutely not. The reason why leaders' words get listened to is because of their actions, not the other way around. Number three, give as you wish to receive. If you want someone to change, offer them an exchange. I'll make this change. You make this change. Or just ask them, I need you to do this. What do you need me to do? Even if you think you're perfect, it's a better strategy to offer that exchange because this is the law of reciprocity working in your favor. People are more willing to do something for someone when there is an exchange than when you just ask someone to do something for you just because. Even if you think you don't owe that person anything, even if you think you're perfect and you don't need to make any concessions, offering the concession will make it much easier for them to accept what you're asking for. Just try it. I guarantee you this will work a lot better than your way of just telling other people what they need to do. Does not work, will not work, and has not been working if you look around. The easiest way to get something from another person is to give them something first. The easiest way to get anyone or anything to change is for you to change first. Send me a text message. You get my daily motivation text, which I send out every morning. My number is 305-384-6894. Just text me and say hello. You'll be in my community. You'll get my daily motivation every day. And any of you who wants help with your strategizing, with your accountability and execution of your plans, business or personal-wise in your life. For the entrepreneurs out there, the professionals who are serious about your game, you may be a good candidate to be coached by me one-on-one in my third-day mastermind. The link is down below to sign up for a call, and we can move on from there. And oh yeah, work on your game live January 21st, 22nd, Miami, Florida. Get your tickets at workonyourgame.live. Work on your game. Dre all day. I want you to send a text to this number, 305-384-6894. That is my direct text number. When you text me there, you'll be part of my texting community. And that means you're going to be receiving my daily motivation text, which I send out every single day to keep you sharp, focused, and mentally on point for the day in front of you. Send me a text at this number, 305-384-6894. One more time, 305-384-6894. Get daily motivation.